Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fence side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side. Here with Brian Catanzaro and Paul Pickin. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and tweet your questions to hashtag FinsideQ, and we'll read it on the air. Paul, the Dolphins and Seahawks face off here in week one. The Dolphins have won four of the last five matchups against the Seahawks dating back to 1996. Quite a different story this time around. Seahawks are 10.5-point favorites in Seattle against the Miami Dolphins. Some news funneling out of Miami is Devontae Parker, wide receiver, and linebacker Jelani Jenkins are unlikely to play in this game, but Jelani's trying to return just in time. Uh, how does this change the matchup? Well, I know we had a segment earlier this week with Keith Myers. We talked a little bit about Seattle's tight end situation, uh, the fact that Jimmy Graham may not play. And I think that that's the best-case scenario if Jelani Jenkins isn't out there because he and Kiko are both good in coverage, but really taking Jelani out of that equation. I'm glad that it's in a scenario where the starting tight end may be out as well. So, I mean, that, that does have some effect, and it'll be interesting to see what Spencer Pacinger, who's remembered to be the starter, if that does occur, uh, what he's able to do out there. Because I, I don't have a huge amount of faith in him. I'd really prefer to see one of these young guys play like Neville Hewitt. On the other side of the ball, it means Leontay Carew or Jakeem Grant or even newly acquired Justin Hunter are going to have to step up because, let's face it, Seattle's secondary, while they may not be what it once was, they still have Richard Sherman and some good safeties. They're going to need to step up their game, and they're going to get a big test in either their first NFL regular season action or their first along the lines for uh, trying to recover their career. So between those three guys, somebody's going to have to step into those shoes if Parker's not ready to go. Yeah, somebody is going to have to be ready. It is uh, Dolphins need all the ta- help that they can get and all the talent they can get in the Seahawks game. Really like, started liking the look of, of Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, um, and Jarvis Landry in those three wide receiver sets. Now the question is, who is going to fill that third receiver role? And where is Jarvis Landry going to line up if it is in one particular spot? My hope is that you've got Kenny Stills on the other side uh, going one-on-one either against Jeremy Lane or Deshaun Shedd, who are bigger cornerbacks, and Kenny Stills can potentially shake a little bit of coverage. You keep Jarvis Landry in the slot where he's best. And then on the outside, I am hoping that the Dolphins do do put Justin Hunter out there very simply because he has the size and speed matchup that, or he does have the size and speed profile that really helps out. Uh, he, even if he goes up against Richard Sherman, then uh, even if Justin Hunter does not catch a pass the entire game, you know, even if he, he provides that threat, I think that that's something that, that the Dolphins could find attractive. Keeps Stills and keeps Landry in their, in their current spots. There's that, and, you know, that's really my top matchup, Paul, uh, that I'm looking at, those three wide receiver sets. You've got Deshaun Shedd, you've got Richard Sherman, and, and you've got Jeremy Lane at that cornerback spot. So what is your top matchup looking at, looking at this matchup against the Seahawks? Well, for me, it, it stems back to the preseason a little bit. 
and, and carry over to the regular season. I know Jermon Bushrod just got named the, the starter at right guard officially, beating out Billy Turner and Dallas Thomas. But I know we had some concerns watching him throughout the preseason when he lined up at right guard, the fact that he didn't look comfortable, the fact that he got pushed back a little bit at times, facing off against some bigger, stronger people in the middle than he's used to being a former tackle. He's going up against a big mountain of a guy that some Dolphin fans will remember in, in Tony McDaniel. And he may get pushed back a little bit. And that that's really a big key along that offensive line is whether or not Jermon Bushrod can sustain the power to really play inside that right guard spot or if they're going to need to turn to Billy Turner at some point during this game. I still think it's stupid not to start Billy Turner at right guard because Turner has two years left on his contract. Bushrod's probably going to be a one-and-done. I'd like to see Turner getting those reps. But you're right, Paul. He's going to go up in an interesting matchup against former Miami Dolphin Tony McDaniel, who has an odd story where he was kayaking somewhere near Seattle, was posting pictures on Instagram, and bam, he's starting defensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks heading into week one. A couple other matchups I'm looking at, defensive end Cliff Avril and Michael Bennett going up against Brandon Albert and Juwan James. Tough matchup for these guys, Paul, to begin the, to begin the season. Cliff Avril, Michael Bennett combined 19 sacks, four forced fumbles. Probably should have been more sacks last year for the Seahawks. Is this a match up that the Dolphins could potentially hold their own in? Potentially, yes. I mean, Brandon Albert went healthy, let's face it. He is a Pro Bowl left tackle. I think some of those sacks, while I'm not to disrespect those guys, are a result of of really the Seattle secondary because they give them a little extra time to get to the quarterback. One thing that Miami can do in this game, and the only thing I'm going to recommend that they do with Jordan Cameron in this game, is we saw in the third preseason game, Miami ran a lot of tight end trap plays where essentially the left tackle or the right tackle would let the defensive end come free. Meanwhile, the tight end was actually lined up in the backfield, skated along the, the back of the offensive line and blindsided the defensive end. You start running a few plays like that, even if it only starts slowing the defensive end down for a half a second, that's something that puts them a little bit on their heels and can give you a little extra time back there. So that's something I'd like to see the Dolphins do in this game to kind of counteract that scenario, especially if you see Avril and and Bennett come free a lot. Looking at the opposite roles there, Paul, on the defensive end spot, the Dolphins, you would think on paper, have a massive advantage at the defensive end spot where Cameron Wake and Mario Williams are going to go up against left tackle Bradley Sowell and right tackle Gary Gilliam. Uh, If you're thinking, you're saying who, then you're probably right because uh, these are not guys with a lot of experience. The Seahawks shook up their offensive line, did not prioritize offensive tackle as much as people thought that they would. In addition to that, Jason Jones, former Seattle Seahawk, should see a lot of action on first and second down, we, we heard. And it's not a surprise. Jason Jones is a first and second down run defender, and Cameron Wake is that guy that's going to come off and be that elite pass rusher on third down. A major advantage, Paul? I think it is, and, and I'll stress that a little further. There's not really anybody on this offensive line that truly scares me, especially given the fact that you've gotten Dominican Sue in the middle. The fact that You've got Jordan Phillips, Earl Mitchell, both the tackle, possibly the display. And then you look at what they've got on the interior of the line, and it's a whole lot more of the guess who game. That's really the biggest matchup in this game that the Dolphins should be looking at because that will dictate how much time their secondary needs to stay with their man. That will dictate whether the linebackers are able to run free or not. And let's face it, there, there couldn't be a better offensive 
line matchup for the defensive line that the Dolphins have. If they can't get through this defensive line or this offensive line, there's a problem and something needs to be looked at. Now, I will say as far as Jason Jones, I'm a little surprised they went with him over Andre Branch given what a strong preseason Branch had. But I think we'll see a little little flavoring at Branch as well, especially given something that we talked about with Keith this week in terms of Russell Wilson and his mobility, his ability to wear down defensive lines. And that's where that depth along the Dolphins' defensive line, as well as keeping Cam Lake fresh, are going to come in so huge in this game. So that's really the matchup that could dictate this game. Absolutely. And, yeah, Andre Branch, I thought, played really well in his second preseason game. Was starting to get excited about him. Tailed off a little bit at the end. Does have the size speed makeup, too. I'm sure we're going to see him on the field as the fourth defensive end as the season progresses. Paul, looking at this game in general, Dolphins are 10.5-point underdogs. What's your prediction? I think Miami could, and I might be being a bit of a homer here, but I think Miami could pull this one out. I I do think Seattle's going to put up some points. I'm not in denial there. But I think that we could actually see their defensive or special teams touchdown from Miami in this one as well. Even though Russell Wilson doesn't have a propensity to turn the ball over too, too often, I think if that defensive line can take advantage of the offensive line, I don't care who you are a quarterback. If you're running for your life, you're going to put up a couple of ducks that can get snatched out of the air. That's the scenario that I think happens, and I think Miami pulls it out 30-27. to 27. I think you're crazy. I have... I have the Seahawks winning this game 34 to 17. I see them spreading. I see them coming out in the beginning, going very run heavy, maybe not putting up so many points in the first half, but the second half when the Dolphins defense starts getting a little tired, I see them spreading the field with Jermaine Curse, Doug Baldwin, Paul Richardson, and Tyler Lockett and, and controlling the game that way. I, I expect a big second half offensive por- performance from the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I do want to jump in real quick on that, though, too, because we've talked a lot about the Dolphins' defensive line getting tired throughout the game, chasing Russell Wilson. When we look back at what Miami did in the preseason with that quick up-tempo offense, we saw even in a first in like a first quarter where Dallas' defensive line started getting gassed, where uh, Atlanta's defensive line and defensive backfield and everything else started getting gassed with Miami's up-tempo approach. And one of the things we talked about with, with Keith Myers this week was the fact that, yes, Seattle's top end of their defensive line is good, or if not very good, and they're also very big, and there's not much depth behind them whatsoever. And guys like Bennett, they don't come off the field on third downs, they kick inside. So he's staying out there every play. Plus, Miami's, if Miami does go through that approach that they used in that third preseason game especially, with that quick up-tempo no-huddle, you're not able to get those substitution packages that you want out on the field, so you're just wearing down those defensive lines. So, I mean, we could see a scenario, too, where Miami does the exact thing to Seattle that we see Seattle do to so many of the other defensive lines, whereas Miami's depth along the defensive line is a huge strength in this game. And that could come into play in the reverse as well. So, I, I don't know. We could see the actual opposite of what a lot of people expect from a typical Seattle game. We will see. The Dolphins head into this game 10.5-point underdogs. The Seahawks, great, great record at home over the last several years. It's a very one of the most difficult places, if not the most difficult place, to play in the NFL. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or tweet 
uh, hashtag FinsideQ on Twitter, and we'll read your comment live on the air. Solo D, go ahead and take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in To see what Brian, Cat, and Paul about to do again We rep our team, you can't change, stop, or ruin it All we need is to figure what to do to win Fans radio, live and direct Win or lose, we showing up for every contest No puppet talk, it's all raw and unfiltered Voice of the fans when the season looks peculiar Rock an apple orange over here, then you familiar through our speakers to fulfill the crap we have to hear about our team and all the latest news. Vets, the rookies trying to make the team paying dues. Current players and alumni interviews. City to city, state to state, follow the moves. Call the hotline, Dolphins talk, set to go. Best sports team and show all across the globe. Fin. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator here in america work is in trouble We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.